48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Official figures underscore how the COVID-19 pandemic left Hong Kong was at risk of poverty and how government handouts helped. Pupils at an international school are sent to quarantine after three Cathay aircrew test positive for the coronavirus. And a health expert says it's time to get tough on people who decline a vaccine. Official figures show that the number of Hong Kongers at risk of poverty rose sharply last year, though government help meant fewer people lived below the poverty line. Joanne Wong has more. The data shows that the number of people living in poverty last year was 550,000, or about 7.9% of the population. That's actually down on the figure for 2019, when 9.2% of people in the SAR experienced poverty. However, the final statistics reflect how a huge package of one-off government relief measures helped reduce the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Before taking into account of government support, the poverty rate was 23.6% of the population, or 1.6 million people. That's an increase of more than two percentage points of the previous year. The statistics were prepared by the Office of the Government Economist and the Census and Statistics Department. They define poverty as living in a household with an income that's below 50% of the median. A school in Discovery Bay has been told to suspend classes and 120 pupils have been sent to quarantine over links to an imported case of COVID-19. The patient is a Cathay Aircrew member whose wife teaches at Discovery Bay International School, which his children attend. He's one of three quarantine-exempt crew confirmed to have the virus today. People who visited Cathay Pacific City between October 21st and yesterday have been ordered to take a test. Dr Albert Au is from the Centre for Health Protection. The household members has already been sent to the quarantine centre and testing will be arranged for them after admission to quarantine centre, but the results will not be available immediately. So we arranged their close contest first to go to the quarantine centre to wait for the results of the household contest. And secondly, they have to be tested themselves so that we know that they are not getting infected. If both the household contest and the close contest are tested negative, then they can be released after three days. Health officials say Hong Kong may further tighten quarantine rules for flight crew in light of the latest cases. But Dr Siddhar Srila, a clinical virologist from the University of Hong Kong, believes it would be premature to do so now. I do understand that there are exemptions in place that allow cases to slip past the cracks. But then we have other elements in defence, such as robust regular testing of return aircrew staff, as well as quarantine of potential close contacts to ensure that further spread is limited. So it's really about striking a balance between making sure that trade and commuters continue to the extent possible and uh, public safety. And I think Hong Kong has had a pretty good record of doing that to date. Under present rules, airlines must provide flight crew with point-to-point transport between overseas airports and hotels, a system known as closed-loop management. Prominent microbiologist Yun Kwak Young has proposed drastic measures to boost the city's coronavirus vaccination rate, saying people who have not been inoculated against COVID-19 should be banned from going to work, schools and public venues. Mike Weeks reports. In an interview with Dot Dot News, Yung Kwok Yung, who's advising the government on its coronavirus strategy, also warned that companies will move to Singapore if Hong Kong fails to open up next year. He said a vaccine passport should be introduced to make everyone get vaccinated, except for those who suffer from serious allergies or chronic illnesses that aren't under control.
I believe it won't work to organize more lucky draws or do more promotions. Those who aren't cooperative or worried about side effects of the vaccine would still be reluctant to get vaccinated. Around 69% of the SAR's eligible population have had at least one jab. But Professor Yun said the figure needs to be close to 100% to protect the public health care system when borders reopen. The weather, fine and very dry, slightly cooler tomorrow morning with a minimum temperature of around 18 degrees in the urban areas, a few degrees cooler in the new territories. The maximum temperature will get to about 24 degrees during the day. Moderate north to northeasterly winds. The outlook will be mainly fine and very dry in the coming couple of days. Milder during the day early next week. Temperature now is 20 degrees, humidity 46%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A student has been sentenced to three years and four months in prison after pleading guilty to rioting in Moncock and Prince Edward MTR stations on August the 31st, 2019. Francis said reports. 22-year-old Wang Kao Lam was accused of vandalizing certain facilities, including turnstiles and control rooms at the stations with other people. The MTR later reported a loss of more than a million dollars. Wang pleaded guilty to charges of writing. In mitigation, the defense lawyer told the district court that his client was devoted to drama and had been admitted to the Hong Kong Academy for Performing Arts and was now on leave. The lawyer added Wen understood he had made a mistake and hoped to turn over a new leave after completing his jail term. Passing sentence, Judge Frankie Yu urged Wen to reflect while he was in prison and make contributions to society in future. Organisers of the Gay Games Hong Kong in 2023 say they're looking at using more private venues because they can only book government facilities six months in advance. They said they've had a positive response from universities and private sports clubs. A co-chair of the Games, Lisa Lam, says the booking problem was raised in LegCo in June, but the government hasn't changed its stance. We are continuing having ongoing discussions with them about venues, but at the same time we realise that there are still challenges in terms of the existing sports policy and venue booking policies of uh, LCSD. So we're going to be shifting our uh, focus, our strategy. So we're going to shift more towards uh, private venues. So we are actually working with like, universities, schools or clubs, you know, more of those uh, private enterprise to work on the you know uh, strategy probably about 75 to 25 percent rather than initially like 50 50 type of situation the deposit protection board says a poll it recently commissioned suggests hong kong people are saving less money than they have since 2018 it says this is no doubt down to the pandemic violet wong reports People put away $6,600 on average every month, $400 less than last year, according to the results of a telephone survey of 1,006 people conducted by the Public Opinion Research Institute in September. While that was the mean figure, the median monthly amount of savings remained the same at $5,000. The boss chairman Michael Ho says the economic uncertainty amidst the pandemic is to blame for the drop. He also says 62% of people have been saving money this year, down from 67% last year. Mr Ho says the survey respondents generally felt positive about their savings, as they have probably lowered their expectations. The interviewees rated their current savings level at 53.2 out of 100 on average. 53.2 is still the lowest uh 
among the four years that we have conducted uh, the annual survey, still higher than uh, the 50 passing mark, I would say. So we're still on the positive side. In view of the uh, current economic situation, they are willing to adjust their expectation. Uh, probably um, I should set a lower target, a lower standard for my living. Um, and as a result, because of this adjustment, they still feel secure with their current amount of saving. Mr. Ho says the respondents believe they would need to have $490,000 in savings in order to have a sense of security, which was similar to the $500,000 figure reported last year. Overseas, Google has lost its challenge against a fine of nearly $3 billion US dollars imposed by the European Union over its shopping services. The EU's second-highest court upheld a ruling that Google had abused its search engine dominance to favour its own shopping comparison sites over those of competitors. Google insists it has made changes since the fine in 2017. Ariana Podesta is a spokeswoman for the European Commission. The judgments today delivers a clear message that Google's conduct was unlawful and it provides a necessary legal clarity uh, for the market. I would also like to remind you that comparison um, shopping delivers a very important service we consider to consumers. And uh, since digital markets have become omnipresent in our society nowadays, consumers should be able to rely on them to, on the comparison services in order to make informed and unbiased choices. Sport and tennis, China's Wang Xinyu has recorded the biggest win of her career. The 20-year-old from Shenzhen defeated the US Open champion Emma Raducanu in the last 16 of the Linz Open in Austria. Ranked 106th in the world, Wang, Wang dominated the first set on her way to a 6-1-6-7-7-5 win. She plays the American Alison Risk in the quarterfinals. Now, Operation Santa Claus 2021 is underway, and this year we're raising money for 18 charities. One of the projects is a Deaf Parents Mutual Support Project, Psychosocial and Emotional Support for Deaf Parents, which is organised by CODA Hong Kong, a charity that aims to empower children of deaf parents and their families. Radio 3's Noreen Mir went to visit the centre in Taiwohao, Kwai Chung, and met up with Kasia Cheng and Cindy Chan from CODA Hong Kong. My name is Keisha Chang. I'm a committee of CODA Hong Kong. Our deaf parents, they have low education and they having low self-esteem doing Hong Kong society. So they they not really have a good parenting for the coders. They thought, oh, my, our children is hearing, so I don't need to having uh, sign language to communicate with them or just um, send them to the hearing relatives. So some of the deaf families, they, they don't have the really good relationship with their hearing children. Hello, I'm Cindy Chen. It's the founder and CEO from uh, Kota Hong Kong. I always use uh, sign language uh, to help my parents to uh, communication with uh, other people and then to handle so many words about wow, so you were the interpreter uh sign interpreter and counselor also yeah because uh so have many many problems in their daily life and the relationship yeah i also to help them to solve the problem yeah did yeah. you have that as well kesha 
Yeah, I'm always uh, helping my parents to solve any kind of work, like banking or the uh, insurance. I, I remember one of the my heartbroken phone call. Like my my parents have a has a price, and then they need me to call to to admit this. They say, please, I uh, ask your parents to pick up this call and say my parents is next to me, and I my parents are deaf, and and the company staff just say, don't lie. If you lie, I will call the police and and catch you. I say I'm not a bad person. I I I'm saying something real. Please trust me. And then the staff just. Cut off the phone, and I'm crying, crying. I feel I'm, I'm not being trusted, and I don't know how to explain to my parents that oh, maybe we failed to get his price. So, I'm feel guilty and um, don't have any trust with uh, strangers. So, this is one of my <laughs> bad memories. We apply the project to support the deaf parent to uh, build up their identity. We having a deaf parents mutual supporting project uh, for the uh, psychological and the emotional support for the deaf parents. So we invite some uh, professional. They they having to having a workshop for the parenting skill and enhance the family communication and to building up the positive uh, positive identity among themselves. Can you teach me how to sign, please donate to Operation Santa Claus? Christmas, we using our index finger, drawing a shape like uh, the Christmas tree and a gift oh, like, like the a, boss. Yeah, making a sign of a box with your hands. Okay. Yeah, and... and um, this is the donation of the side. Oh, so you, donation is using your your whole hand, your right hand from your heart, and, and grabbing then. it and giving it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thank I you. really enjoyed talking to you both. Thank oh. you. Thank, Thank you so much. much. That was that was Cindy Chan and Cassia Chang from Coda Hong Kong. If you want to know more or wish to make a donation to Operation Santa, visit oschk.org. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Official figures underscore how the COVID-19 pandemic left Hong Kong at risk of poverty and how government handouts helped. Pupils at an international school are sent to quarantine after three Cathay aircrew test positive for the coronavirus. And a health expert says it's time to get tough on people who decline a vaccine. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK,
Richard, of course, and dreaming. Interesting story behind this. Uh, he did an interview about, well, it must be 14, 15 years ago now, talking about this very song, which was written by Alan Tarney, uh, helped by Leo Sayer as well, which might explain that high key, I don't know, C sharp or something like that. And uh, Cliff said, I've never sung that high before, but Alan Tarney said, just give it a try. Uh, and that's how it came out. I do like that song very much. Alan also wrote, uh, we don't talk anymore on Wired for Sound as well. How you doing? We're into our second hour on this Wednesday night. Half of your love is just not what I'm after. 